0: another edition. Mr. Nice Guy, Ben Slowey. And this afternoon, I'm joined by a hip-hop artist and uh, owner of Studio 21X, located um, right here in the heart of River West. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. He's got a new song that just dropped today. It's called Hypnotized. And uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I'm excited to talk to him. Lucian Parker, welcome to the show. Appreciate you, bro. Uh,
1: thank you for having me on the show. What's up, everybody?
0: No problem, dude. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm actually in LA, so I'm enjoying some warm weather. Uh, yeah, I'm hanging out. Uh, we just landed yesterday, so it's been uh, it's been a long 24 hours, but we're here, we're settled in, so we're, you know, in the lab, creating. I'm at my boy Nine Three's crib right now, so we're just hanging out, you know, smoking good weed and and playing some
0: beats and kick it, So it's a pretty solid day. All right. That's uh, that sounds very optimal right now, uh, being as it's been like you know six degrees outside this whole week. you know. It's been extremely cold in the Midwest. Um, I knew it when I like walked outside
1: and like all the snow mounds were also now like frozen ice.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, which is why uh, I sit in here and do these episodes. Uh, it's been filling the time. Um, well, it's dope that you're, uh, you're out in L.A. Um, definitely uh, keeping uh, your eyes on the prize. Um, how, what, how How is the weather out there today? It's really good. It's sunny. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's
1: chilly for L.A. Like, it's 50s, 60s. But, like, again, like, from where we come from, like, this is warm. So, yeah. you know, all of the, like, sunlight that I can get and all the warmth that I can get and just enjoying being outside in a hoodie and some jeans, <laughs> Yeah, for me that's
0: shorts weather,
1: slides on so I'm
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Lucian, what we talk about on Mister Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and so we've been connected for a couple of years now. Um, worked with some of my friends over at uh, at the studio, um, you know Stevie, Riley, Trip, Spice, Scott, all those guys I've known since college, and. Uh, been dope to watch how you guys have uh, really kept that space um you know brought really brought it to light life over the last couple of years but before we talk about that so let's take it back a little bit so you're originally from the twin cities right south minneapolis okay Dope. um yeah i guess i'd love to hear a little bit about your beginnings with music like when did it kind of all start as a Creative outlet for yourself. Sure.
1: Um, when I was a kid, my uh, my older sister she used to play keys. Uh, she used to sing a lot. So you know, my household was always very musical. Uh, my my siblings. I was I was the youngest of three. So my sisters were always in. Um, they were always in like spoken word. I' not spoken word. Sorry. They were always in the theater, like uh, theater. So they would do like these stuff. So they were always in that. So we would always go. You know, my mom would pack like me and my grandma and. Like, you know, uh, her partner and and everybody, we go see, you know, whatever was, the Nutcracker, you know, my sister in, in Wicked or whatever. So that was kind of like the beginning, you know, my household always was really big into musicals and like Disney movies. So that's kind of like where that, I think, starts. Um, and then on my dad's side, you know, he played a lot of like, we really didn't play much hip hop in the crib, to be honest. Um, I was adopted. So, you know, my family was more into like, my dad played classical and jazz and funk. And, you know, my first CD that he ever gave me was like, a thriller CD, you know what I mean? So played Lenny Kravitz in the crib and things like that so that was I think where I really found my my not only passion for music but I think my passion for like a huge uh like uh diverse you know selection of music I think I just fell in love with what sounded good and what felt right um whatever genre that was in so that was I think the, the beginning and then as I grew I started just kind of writing like page poetry um so I was doing that as a kid a lot and I used to you know Write poems and show them to my dad and let him read them. Um, so my, my dad was a really big influence in my life on the on the literate side. Um, always had books in the crib, you know. He was a really he's a really uh, well read um, and you know conscious individual. So he's 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 uh, someone who was really uh, nice to talk to because he just has this really wide you know knowledge base of like the world. Um, and he's also older, so, you know. My dad's in his 70s so it's you know you get a lot of wisdom from people like that. So he um. That's kind of when I, you know, that my household was always big on writing and reading. So um, I used to just write. Um, and then, you know, in high school, I got into spoken word. and I started doing like slam poetry. Um, and that, you know, inevitably just translated into rap. Because you can't, you know, have that much fun, you know, rapping acapella and not eventually just be like, I want some 808s behind this or like some kick drums or whatever. So it kind of just translated into that. And then I was just in the studio a lot. You know, I used to uh, bus tables at this restaurant in Minneapolis called Perkins. Um, and I drove a little O3 Chevy Malibu. I like saved up a little bit. My dad like threw up some bread for it. So I grabbed a little O3 Chevy Malibu. Uh, and I used to just like bus tables and you know, play sports and whatever. But I would always be writing. So um, you know, I used to like, like go to the library uh, at, in high school and just fill up notebooks and you know use that money to pay for studio time. That was back before I, you know, recorded myself. I just paid for studio time. Uh, and so I just started recording uh, and I fell in love with it. So I, you know, I used to record on the time. Homies would have studios too. So i go over there, just be in as many sessions as possible. Whenever I could get on the mic, I would get on the mic. Um, and then I kind of started, I fell into this group at the time in Minneapolis called Free Living. And it was a, a group that had originally been started by Y-Coleek and Camp Clouds. So they used to, um, I used to kind of um, just like run with them, you know, and they really taught me, like for the first time I saw, you know, because being like 15, 16, and you're in the room with like 23-year-olds, you know, you really see for the first time at a young age, like what it was to have a music hustle. So, you know, I watched people record out of the living room and like run sessions for like $25, $30 an hour out of a living room in the room of an apartment, you know? So I, I fell in love with it and really realized like, oh, like, I can make this type of money off Pro Tools, you know, at like 15, 16. So I started to formulate, you know, I wanted to eventually like record for myself. But I used to just run with them and like, we made, you know, we made a bunch of records, did plenty of shows. Um, so it was, I learned a lot from them. They really taught me what it was to be DIY and like to do it yourself and to be self-made in this industry at a really young age. And like, that's something that, you know, I don't know if, if I hadn't grown up in the Midwest, if I would have seen it like that, because we didn't have a choice, right? There's no infrastructure out there. So they had to be the people who stepped up and said, this is, this is another way of doing this. Like there's this route and then there's another route. Um, and it was that, that route of like there is a way to be effective behind the scenes too, so that you can build up enough to be effective in front. Um, so I think like that was uh, big for me. And then I went to college and it was just one of those things where like, I had been plugged in in Minneapolis, you know, with good studio time for like a decent affordable price for an 18 year old. So when I moved and went to, to Madison, you know, people were like 50, $60 an hour when I was like 18, I just couldn't afford it. So, you know, I got equipment. Uh, luckily, you know, with a little help from like people here and there, you know, and, and got enough equipment. And I just started running sessions out of my dorm room at like $10 an hour, you know, in Salary Dorm and was just recording all the time. Like, when you get equipment, you have access to it and you're a vocalist and you can use your voice to experiment. You just record. Um, so I just fell in love with, with the process. I really became a lab rat like in those I think between 20, you know, 13 when I first started and 20. 15, 16, I really became a musical lab rat for the studio, um, which just came, I think, from, you know, me already being a kid who was, like, writing, you know, without beats. I would just write, be in my room for hours writing. So I think I always kind of had that, like, lab rat mentality. So I would just be in the studio, and I'd start running sessions for other people so I could, you know, mess around, experiment with other vocals. Um, And from there, I moved into a crib my sophomore year, started running, like, $25 an hour sessions and just recording, 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 recording. Um, then it got to the point where it was like, hey, man, like, I don't really want dudes, like, smoking Dutches on my bed anymore. And, like, <laughs> you know, and like, knowing where I live and, like, that kind of stuff. So we were like, hey, I think we should get a space. So, you know, we moved and up to 20, 35 an hour. And, you know, that's that's kind of what has gotten me to where I am now was that start for, or that, that beginning stage of, like, I'm just doing it for fun. And then just completely, like, so in love with it that I do it all day, every day on high. You know, no matter what I'm doing. And it turned into, if I'm gonna do this every day, all day on high, now that I'm getting older, how can I make coin, right? Like how do I turn this into a full-time job? And so it was always me just figuring out if I'm already developing a skill because I just put so many hours into it off the string, let me just figure out how to develop a skill that lets me sell those, right? Like how do I market that? And I feel like that's what I've spent my last five years, you know, from 2015 till 2021, just figuring out how to do that effectively. And I think at this point, we're really starting to see, you know, the the, the flip around and it's, it's really starting to, to to go that way, right? So like, you know, we have, you know, full-time artists now, you know, it's, I've been able to be a part of making a lot of people full-time in
0: music and like, that's dope, so. That's mad dope. That's awesome, <laughs> Thanks for sharing all that. Um, sounds like a very, it's a very incremental uh, progress, you know, like, You knew the results were going to be a very gradual thing, but it sounds like it's real come together. A long time ago, you know,
1: my friends, luckily my friends who are involved in this too, right? Like a lot of people who are involved in my team are also some of my best friends. And luckily they also have accepted and understand that like we're in it for the long haul. Right. And that, you know, the, the, the tortoise, you know, the slow and steady wins the race. Uh, And I was always, I realized that a long time ago. Right. But it's, it's, as an artist you wonder if people around you will stay around long enough for it to do that right and i just am blessed to have for really the great people that are ready you know they they know and are ready to do that work too so
0: you know it's yeah yeah definitely right you and that circle you know it it becomes apparent you know the, the deeper and deeper you get for sure with any with any craft you do um Yeah. Uh, Do you remember, like, the first Lucian Parker song you ever, like, recorded and released?
1: I recorded way back in, like, 2015, like, like summer 2015 into 2016. I was recording, like, remixes out of, like, my dorm room. Like, I did, like, a Six God remix... I was doing, like, a, a, a me and Aaron I from Minneapolis had done, like, a pop-style remix. I was dropping, like, things like that um, and just dropping, like, like little, you know, throw-out songs to kind of just mess around. And then I think the first thing that I really did that was full was I'd I, I released an EP called Take a Breath. It was, like, a very, like, jazzy, uh, very, like, old-school hip-hop-influenced, um, like... Uh, EP, um, and that was the first thing that I had put out that was like a full body of work, um, and then that, I had an issue with the producer at the time, because I was just young and didn't really know what I was doing, where he was kind of just like, you didn't buy these beats correctly, and like, you, you know, pay this much for each beat, and like, it was just so much money that I was like, I can't even, like, afford that, so he just, you know, filed a claim, had, you know, everything got taken down, but then from there, I translated into Black Sheep, and then that was like the first... Full project that I had recorded, you know, full album length, where I felt like where I put so many hours into that into that tape and just tweaking and editing. So, but that was like the first one back in twenty. Everything between twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen was like my first, like I recorded it and put it out and fully done everything except
0: for the, the beats. For sure, got gotcha. you, dope. Um, man, you you grew fast. You you really. It sounds like you really like, uh, you know. <laughs> i grow slow but like,
1: it's quick but it just it, it feels like it's i've been in this shit for like 30 years but you know we're only a decade in so yeah
0: yeah for sure um when i first like met when we first met it was like 2018 so that was back when you dropped the, the 2018 project oh start with an m before yeah yeah you want to talk about that one a little
1: bit yeah um Shoot, I mean, that was just a project I had been working on between like 2017, 2018. And it was just a period in my life where I was starting to learn what like self, you know, care and like self, a lot of people were going through that at the time, especially at the age I was, right? Like that was, I was 20, I was 20, like 2021, um, going into 21. So it's like, that was, those were the, that was that time in which like, you know, people were just figuring out like, how do I, you know, be okay with me? And like, really figure out, you know, how to selflessly be selfish? right that kind of you know situation so that was kind of what i was going through and i just needed an album that kind of resembled that right like i think that project was um i tell my people uh, i tell my, my homies a lot that uh Before you i felt like it was for me like, that was an album for me uh and, and game of wolves the ep was kind of like i felt like something that was for i think i bent towards like Trying to cater towards what I thought people might want, right, and uh, and that's okay too, right? Because that's a learning curve. But I think the music that I'm making now, I think, is for for us and like for for my village of people, and that kind of is, I think, incrementally also like um, is a, is symbolic for like how my life is, you know, on the on the personal level. You know, I feel like there was a time in which I needed to make music for me. And then it was for, you know, them. And now it's for, like, how do I make music for, you know, the people that I'm around and with and care about. And and so that we resonate on that level. And that has been, you know, the years and years and years of work, trying to figure out how to emulate that feeling in a song. Yeah. Um, to hear it, and, and, and you're like, yep, yep, I feel that. Um, and that's, I think, been the work that I've been doing. What that shows is the work that I've been doing as a person, I think because it translates. I feel like my music is a translation of me. Um, So if it it feels like that in my music, it's usually like that in my life. Um, So yeah, Uh, but that, it was also the tape that, you know, uh, that we toured off of. So that was a really important year for us because uh, it was the first time that we had put on, not only released an album, but opened a business, but also put on a fully, you know, a fully independent uh, project and tour in two different countries and two different continents. So uh, I think, like, that was a big year for us that was, like, oh, like, we can really do a, do this shit ourselves um, from where we're from and that, you know, this is what success looks like, right? There's an idea that we grew up with, you know, in our heads of what they push onto us, but, like, this is what success is, right? Like we can take our homies and travel the world and, like, make money as, like, full-time artists. Like, that, that was tight. So yeah. that's exactly what I think I needed it to do for me at the time right and people still play the album to this day which I'm grateful for um that it resonates and
0: and is and is timeless I hope you know yeah that's rad like and I relate a lot in like you know kind of the parallels you're talking about with um you know your music with like what self-growth and personal like confrontations you're making in your early 20s I definitely went through that too and uh, like, yeah, like us, you know, still trying to like, uh, find our niche, you know, like we really need to hear music for that. Like 2018 was the year, like I was done with college and I, I, I was never like, like I never felt so lost. Cause it's like, I always had that structure to like keep me grounded, but it's like, now I got to figure my shit out and it took time, but you know, um, but music that kind of speaks to the parallels that are that are uh, you know present in so many other people's lives, like that that is timeless. I would say. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'm glad. I, I'm
1: yeah. I'm I'm just glad people resonate. You know, and can go like I went through that too. Yeah. Or or am going through that. You know, and just giving people a piece. I feel like that's really all that music is, right? Like, it's it's crazy because it seems so simple, but it has such a huge effect because it's, it's just as simple as being like, hey, I'm here with you too. Like, and that's a pretty easy thing to do, but it's really important for people to be able to hear that when they're going through, right? Because I felt like at the time, like, uh, that's what I was seeing too. I feel like a lot of a lot of the music that we make, right? Like, yeah, it's my life, but it's also like my life seeing other like people that I love going through, you know, through my lens of like how they internalize it, and then how I'm watching them, you know, manage, like balance that out. Um, so I feel like that's also, you know, an, an important piece that, that I couldn't make music if I didn't like look at my friends and at my family and be like, this is what, you know, other people around me are going through too. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You put it, you put that great. You um, want to talk a little bit about, um, so kind of uh, how you uh, sort of found your stake in Milwaukee and how Studio Twenty One X come to come to be. It was a spinoff of kind of like
1: the teen years of the 2020s. I felt like we were really finding our footing. We were starting to really figure out, like there's a bigger play here and that there's longevity in this and that there's a want for more. And we also just being part of the millennial generation, right? we're kind of looking at like this idea that we were changing the traditional norms of how you can be successful and how you do things in this country. So I felt like it was a time at which I wanted to put something like a variable that symbolized that like really you can be anything you want to be. I know it sounds corny and far-fetched, but I feel like that's, you know, the point of branding is to be corny and far-fetched to get across a point, right? That people can gravitate towards and grasp onto. And I feel like that was the point, which was like, people that we are looking at right now are doing things in their own way. We have access to things that nobody could have ever imagined we have access to. There are so many ways to have side hustles in 2020. There are so many ways to to fully fund and run a business yourself off of the internet. We've seen that in a pandemic. Being a person who owns a business and survived and is still surviving and that business is still, is still moving upwards during a pandemic tells me that I can make money at any time I need to. It's you sell a good service, right? And like, that was really kind of what we figured out that like, you know, there there really is a, a shift in how people are seeing success. We're seeing black wealth at an all time high for the first time. We're seeing more first generation college students of color for the first time that we've ever seen ever in this country. Those people will be 30 and 40 and be the legislators because they have degrees, right? There's a, there's a gateway step process to making change that people forget in the long run is what people have to f- remember to make plays at while we're also fighting these short fights, right? You have to, you have to fight the long game to win the war, right? Like it's kind of like that kind of situation where people have to remember that there are also these other important pieces that like Brown and Black kids are going hard right now because they're getting themselves into school, right? They're finishing school. They're getting themselves into the working, into the workforce, into the field, right? They're starting businesses. We're taking it, up, taking up the mantle, right? That Nipsey Hustle and people like Nipsey Hustle lead the marathon, right? Like that's so. Getting into Milwaukee for me was that, right? I had, I had connections from just like really great friendships, like Jen, right? Like one of my best friends who really helped tap me into the Milwaukee scene, Mike Kellogg, right, uh, Ron, Ron Harper, like, those were all really good friends of mine that were coming up to Madison, you know, way before we lived in in, in Milwaukee and I moved to Milwaukee. I, you know, those guys were coming to Madison. and We were doing shows together and kicking in and hanging out. So uh, I kind of just, you know, developed a natural love for Milwaukee because we would come down here and kick Right. Like Rens. I've known Rens and Cam for years, like for years. Um, so uh, we kind of just in Mondo and Mondo's from here, from Milwaukee. So we would be here, you know, and we just fell in love with it. It was the next best step, but we didn't want to be in Madison anymore just because, you know, I'm from Minneapolis. So Madison was cool and I love it. I, I got, you know, plenty of people in Madison that I love to, to, to death. But I needed something that felt a little bit more like the crib is a little bit bigger you know, um, so that there was more opportunity, especially when you're trying to, you know, run a business like that. Um, so that was really how I got tapped into Milwaukee. I was just coming down here already. Um, and then we ran into, at the time, J3 Studios, you know, uh, at the time, and at the time we were Strange Oasis, you know, so we, we ran into J3 um, and, and, and we had fell into Jake and Tripp and you know, they were kind of it was at a time where like they were kind of like, hey, you know, we want to be bigger and we want to figure out how to, you know, have a, a full fledged studio. Uh, and we have the clients, but you guys know how to do the back end. So we kind of just figured it was a win win situation where like we could open our second studio and like have already a decent, you know, influx of clients, uh, but also teach people like how to take that. And, you know, we knew how to turn an apartment studio into a business a professional studio. So we kind of tried to come down to Milwaukee and do exactly that. Um, and, and, you know, things happen and, and relationships, you know, have their twists and turns and some people stay and some people leave, you know? So unfortunately, like, you know, we lost some people here and there and, you know, people dropped out of the race here and there and we had to revamp the name, you know, and switch over just cause I had to split off with my old, you know, business partner. Um, so, you know, we, we did all of that and, and it just became, became 21X because I wanted it to, I realized, you know, I'm doing it different, right? Like I dropped out of college to do this. And I know there's a lot of stories of rappers like I dropped out of college and you know, this and that. And it's not something to be like, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to say it to be cliche, but I, I really think like I, there was a moment in time where I realized like school wasn't, school was in the way of me doing what I was doing. Um, and to be able to make that decision for yourself is is cool as long as you make it with 100%. Like, you actually put 100% thought into it. And, time you really make that decision and say, like, this is for me for real. And I think that, like, if I do it, I'm still going to go as hard as I possibly can. And that's what I did. I dropped out and I went 110 times harder. You know, I go 110% all the time. I'm exhausted, but, like, I'm still up here, right? Like, I'm still flying. It's a pandemic. Like, I don't want to be out here risking it, but, like, I got to do what I got to do. So um, I think you, you hit it with that mentality and, like, that is being... A variable right like that's adapting people adapt really quickly we've seen that this year a pandemic a, a social uh a social justice movement right like we've seen more people murdered on tv we've had more death than our rappers are dying like homies are dying we're seeing drug addiction and another all-time high again right like there's new shit coming out so it's just you know people adapt and we switch and we figure out ways to continue going so that's what i wanted to 21 next to sure.
0: that's, that's beautiful. I... I, um yeah, I, I resonate a lot with like exactly what you said about how our generation is really innovating what success not only looks like, but the routes to, to achieve it and to really like, you know, pave our, take our futures into our own hands in these really creative ways. And um, that's really dope that, you know, you were able to formulate this medium where you can not only like really move yourself forward but so many other people too um and that's that's amazing i i it's great to see it's still here like i remember when studio 21x like first like when you guys like first moved in there and we were, like painting it and shit and it's just so dope to see like you know and, you y'all know, are
1: in like, freaky zone like yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just it's great to see it you know still going strong um do you want to talk briefly talk about um just how you guys are operating right now like uh today yeah so basically um I say we're a music production studio because we, we're we starting
1: to build departments in like multiple sectors, but like mainly, of course, people know us for our recording. Um, so we were we track, we record recording track vocals. So I used to have two engineers. Uh, right now it's just me and Trip. So I'm here full time too. You know, I own it and operate it. Obviously uh, I'm, a, I'm the CEO. Riley is uh, my CFO. So uh, we operate kind of like that business together. He also co-owns it um, and, and obviously invests in the space from when we started. So me and Riley really are figuring out the best ways in which we can um, turn this into a full fledged business. And one of the ways that we did that is, um, you know, we have our recording service, but we're starting our, our media side where we just want to be able to offer, you know, the, the same production that, that rappers and, and artists, recording artists have any genre need right to be successful so there's always the recording and musical side but then there's the 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 digital and media side that helps you actually put out that music so we're trying to you know start photo shoots video shoots green screen stuff so we've been dropping those huge videos uh just like experimenting bro we're just having fun with it like creating art as a studio because we have all these pieces so why not just like you know create stuff for fun so we're shooting videos uh and then on the back end we've turned uh you know one thing that uh, some people that have you know really been following me know that I'm into um, that we've turned into a, a business now is the sync licensing so we've kind of taken uh, my tv placements and figuring out ways to you know, partner with companies that do this full-time whether like in LA or Canada or uh, New York or whatever the case may be uh, uh, Miami we have a, we work at a company in Miami called So Stereo and we're kind of just trying to figure out ways to take what I've done successfully and use our business to kind of umbrella that for a uh, bigger artist you know my my 10-year plan, my five-year plan is, um, you know, to have a, a fully-fledged recording media studio that does sing, let on the back, and we really want to do TV, film music, like, for real, um, so that's kind of our five-year plan. My 10-year plan is, you know, ideally, 10, 20 years, you want to be as big as Rock Nation, right, for the Midwest. I, my job, I, what the mantle we've taken up as a company is to build the infrastructure in the Midwest. Doesn't mean we can do it ourselves, like, I don't feel like I'm that high and mighty, but I think like to be a part in like really focusing on on laying those, laying that foundation, laying those breaks, that's what we're focused on. So we we want to bring the LA culture, right? That has like opportunity for artists like us to the Midwest, that's what we want. We want to shed a light. We want it to not be the flyover
0: state for music either. So, um, you know, that's kind of our goal. So, I love that. Yeah, Multimedia, you're covering all the different facets.
1: Sure. I mean, we just you know, digital's next, right? Like, virtual, visual is the hottest thing in the game, um, whatever that looks like. And a lot of people think that means only videos, and that's cool because videos are great and awesome. But um, we're in the films, right? Like, creating scores and music and original content that actually takes a feeling and puts you into you, you get to watch it and feel it at the same time.
0: So we're really big into into that and doing like music supervision for people in the Midwest for sure. Right. Great. Um, how can uh? what's the best way for folks to um book uh time and sessions with you guys so the best
1: way to do it is you can go to our instagram it's at studio 201x there are a couple ways to do it there's a website link in the bio um you can just click and go right into it what you do is you select an engineer a time slot a date sorry a time slot a date then an engineer and then you can select from our services like what hours you want. So usually we charge $50 for one hour and then $40 an hour after that. So you book a two hour session, you'll get it for 80 as opposed to 100, if that makes sense. Um, so we do it kind of like that. You select your engineer, locked in, it goes to our calendar. Uh, we'll shoot you a text and kind of just, you know, keeping communication with you after the session. You also get email and text reminders that your session is, or when your session is, as well as the phone number and address attached. So you can either go to the website or you can just go right to our Instagram and click the little icon It says book. It's a little book button on Instagram it takes you right to our booking service you can book through that um, or people can just find my email shoot an email or send a text you know we try to get back to these people within like 24 48 hours max um so yeah it's, it's me and trip right now uh, we're in the process of hiring other engineers um years you know are watching this our producers that want to mix vocals you know we're looking for more engineers to hire uh, as contractors. So shoot us an email at studio201x at gmail.com. Um, and and I'll, I'll read it and get back to you. You know, So uh, we're doing a lot of that. And then we're also looking for people to just send in records because we're always looking for TV and film records to shoot out. So um, all we ask is that people who send in records have rights to the beat, whether you own it exclusively or you just work with a producer and can get the permission from the producer to license it. Um, and that it's uh, fully original with no samples. So don't, you know, don't take a remix, don't, you know, take a Nelly sample from 2009 and put it in a song because we just can't afford the license So, uh, but other than that, you know, that's, that's really how you get in communication with us. Um, I like to keep myself pretty accessible, you know, I'm busy as hell, but, um, I, you know, I try to stay in touch with most of my clients, you know, most of them call me, you know, and say, what's up. And and all we ask is that if you do good business with us, we do good business with you. It's kind of a 50 50 relationship. You know, you do bad business and, and we go our separate ways.
0: Um, so. Yeah. Great. Okay. I'll, um, I'll, uh, be sure to include your website in the description so people can access it there. Um, So uh, your new songs. Um, So State of Mind, you know, I remember covering this song on Breaking and Entering and I listened to it again, like, you know, to kind of refresh um, before this episode. And uh, dude, like the chorus, like, is so, is something I think about, like, uh, like all the time about, like, when you're talking about being... (laughs) like, let's be kids again. Um, You know, I I think about how I'm still clinging on to a lot of senses of childlike wonder in, in like all of my goals and dreams and stuff like that. Like, that's another super relatable song that I think that a lot of people are, it's, it's kind of like a strange transition period right now from, you know, the the innocence of childhood into adulthood. Um, So you want to talk a little bit about sort of like, what your inspiration was uh with state of mind yeah it was absolutely that it was
1: uh I I was just again like it was going through one of those life phases where I was just noticing that like a lot of my friends including myself we were going through so much that we were starting to just feel old you know and like you you get this like this vibe that you're old and we're like like, we're, like, smacking each other in the face. Like, bro, we're in our 20s. Like, what are we complaining about? You know, you start to feel tired and exhausted and this and that. You feel down and bad about yourself. And this, and everybody gets to go through that, and I understand. But it was kind of one of those motivational things for us, I felt like. It was more so putting a positive spin on that because we needed the motivation to be like, bro, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we're, we're out here crying and acting like we're, we don't have all of these years in front of us. And, and, and part of it, too, was, like, I was going home to Minneapolis. I was visiting my parents, you know, and, and I'm seeing my, I'm seeing, you know, my, my dad be at the age at which like, he wants to do so many things and can't because he's just too old. You know, he can't just walk outside and hop on a bike and, and just go, you know, he can't just run around the block and, and sprint up and down the, you know, he can't do that anymore. So it was kind of seeing that those two worlds while he's retiring, right? And finishing a career and I'm just starting mine, And I needed to blend those two things together because I feel like you need wisdom and you need, w- wisdom and you need, you know, innocence, right? You need, because because kids are, are are so beautifully ignorant, right? Because now everything is so curious, right? And it's just, it's, it's this adventurous take on the world at which like, I can't even fathom repercussions yet. So I'm just doing what I'm doing and I'm being how I am. And I wanted to bring that into a song, but for the grown folks, because I wanted grown people to be like, we can be adventurous again, right? And to feel youthful and to feel young and to feel rejuvenated. And so that was kind of, you know, the inspiration for that song, I needed that shit for me too. You know, I needed, I just needed some self like juice up, like some motivation. So, you know, I I I've been playing with that beat from uh, my guy Omar, he's a producer from Germany. Um and, and we were like, yo, we gotta drop this. We done There was like two joints. We done two joints, but we heard that and we were like, yo, this, this song is is means a lot to people like us. Um and and just the title at the time was like it really was. I was realizing that it, it really is about mental choices. When you make those, when your mental when you get over mental humps, your body follows suit. Your brain drives your body, right? So it was kind of like realizing that for the first time too. And like if you can really dial in and take care of your mental habits, your body will follow and your body can go. endlessly, right. I'm fully healthy and able-bodied and blessed to just be, say that. Right. So it's like, Hey, what are we doing moping around and, and pretending like we're 90 when I'm really watching 90 year olds who got more energy than me. My dad's up. My dad is 70, 73 and he's up every day at 6 a.m. So what the fuck am I doing? Sleeping until 10, right? Like,
0: yeah. he's up. <laughs> like, so yeah man man that that shit is so anthemic to the place I know I'm in and a lot of us are in uh you know even even people that are older than me like in their 30s it's like we still got you know a world of possibility ahead of us and uh, you know people can't let um you know momentary or immediate stress like uh blind them into thinking that like they're they're losing right now because really there's so much ahead of us. Anyway, uh let's talk about the joint that you just dropped today, uh hypnotized. Um what uh what do you gotta say about uh this new song?
1: Absolutely. Um yeah hypnotized uh it was a revamped song I recorded back in London uh, 2018. Um, I, I wrote that in my post too, just because it, uh, it really was not something that we were planning on dropping. We loved the song originally, but I just, it wasn't, at the time, I didn't have the vocal ability that I have now, but I had to write it. Um, so it was a cool demo and we fucked with it, but it wasn't something I was ready to drop. Um, and then it just never was the right time, right? Like everything that was kind of dropping, it just didn't really match all the way uh, mm-hmm. until we kind of realized we were going to drop State of Mind and then we, re- we kind of realized, hey, this is kind of, you know, a similar vibe and like genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also just, you know, again, wanted to, with the, everything going on in the pandemic, we wanted something that was contagious and like fun and just like let people be loose and free. And I also wanted to challenge myself as an artist, right? I wanted to experiment. Um, so I ended up recutting it, and I and I just fell in love with the new writing. Um, and I hit it, you know, with my vocal ability now, uh, and 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 it just was, you know, everything that I had wanted it to be in 2018, it was now. Uh, and then we realized, you know, with everything going on, it, it might be, you know, it, it was as much an artistic risk and, and, and move as it was a business move. Because we realized, like, the, the dance uh, the dance world is at an all-time high, especially with the pandemic, right? Apps like TikTok and Triller are the biggest they've ever been. Um, and there are more people dancing in their homes than we've ever seen. Um, so we wanted to really put something out that would probably like kind of match that environment right now and give people something to just like move to freely and like vibe to um and and um and again like it was just something that was a risk it was a challenge and it was it was something that uh i didn't know if i would i would like all the way to want to put out and and again like just fell in love with it and just accepted that like Good music is good music, regardless of the genre. And like, I also want to showcase my versatility too, right? Like, why not be able to put out multiple flavors for multiple palettes? Um So, you know, it's a it's a really dope uh, dance uh, hall influenced um, song. Um, it, it was made by my homie Luke. Um, he's raw as shit. I watched him make it from from scratch. He plays keys like nobody I've seen. Um, and uh, and yeah, I just I wanted to put. Uh, a a dance spin on it you know i wanted to to put something that felt like you were going through deja vu right because it's that it was kind of that playoff state of mind where you're adventurous and you're looking for something and then you find it or fall into it and like whoa right and and you kind of just get lost in yourself in that and i wanted there to be so many pockets that people could kind of just melt into it um and kind of feel like they were not only hypnotized but also kind of like that like drunk, buzzed feeling, right? Like warm and kind of just floating. Um, and everything's kind of just like catching your eye. And and, and and so I wanted to put in those little ear candies to make people feel like it was constantly moving and evolving. Um, so, you know, that was that song. It's, it's, um it ended up being probably one of my favorites of this year, to be completely honest. I have some some crazy music dropping, but it's honestly one of my favorites. Uh, and I, I used, and we were kind of like, hey, like let's get like, uh, let's get a cover that kind of, um, you know, resembles, I had done a a cover with this guy, this European guy. He did like street art and I love his street art. I was like, hey, can you turn this song into a street art cover? And he did, um, but I felt like the art was incredible and just didn't match what I needed for the cover. So I hit up my guy, Hughes, and I was like, I need a cover for this. And we kind of, funny enough, he created a contemporary version That was the exact same theme as the street art guy and they've never spoken. So it was like this head that was animated, you know, and kind of filled out around. And so he sent me that and I loved it because I felt like it was kind of like playful in the sense it looks like a Deadpool thing, but it's all like, so it's like this invincible like Deadpool like idea where like you're getting hit and your heart's getting hurt all the time, but you keep coming back. And, and it also had these, like, these bleeding heart eyes for just this idea of, like, you know, being love struck and just, like, you know, that kind of, like, just crazy flip on, on um, you know, angst and sex and that. So, you know, it was crazy. It all came together pretty really well. I had some incredible people work on this uh, on this song, so I'm excited for it. Uh, I hope people just vibe out to it, right? Like, my friends love it. Like, they fell in love with it they dance to it, you know, People, I hope people want to dance to it, that's it. Yeah,
0: that's what the world needs right now. Um, yeah, it's something for people to you know, enjoy, it, drink to. Yeah, yeah, we'll be getting that on breaking Entering next week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess that leads us to, yeah, what's in store, man, Uh next couple months, uh, what do you have planned?
1: For sure, so I have, I'm working on, I was working on an album, I have an EP coming uh, called Crown Me, which is kind of just like uh, my hip hop, uh, my hip hop take on just the last like year. Um, it's very like trap conscious is uh, what I'd say. I'm starting to kind of get into this new genre that I'm calling trap conscious, where it's kind of like J. Cole meets Tory Lanez meets Travis Scott. Um, and um, and I, so it's kind of like that vibe of stuff. Um, It feels like, feels kind of like Scorpion to me, like Drake Scorpion, I'm kind of getting into that mode. So uh, I'm really excited for that EP. Uh, I've been working on that in R&B album as well as a full-length hip hop album. So I have like a six track EP. Um, It was gonna come out in March, but now we're going through a little bit of issues. I just had like a huge issue with Apple where they like broke my laptop and then they somehow wiped my external hard drive. So I pretty much lost like all of my content. So I have to send my hard drive into this like data recovery service and I'm going to try to like get everything back. So it kind of put everything on pause for a second, just trying to figure out like how we're going to get my music back, you know, all the pro two sessions, like hours and hours and hours and years of work, right? So we're kind of in that process right now. So it might, it might look like the album can be pushed a little bit, but as soon as we can get everything back, I'm pretty confident we we'll get it back. Uh, we're going to start dropping. Um, I'm going to just drop on full fledged, got a couple videos coming. Um, so we're going to drop Crown Me, and I've got this new uh, R&B uh, album that I'm, that I'm finishing. I'm not going to give you a title yet or a date, just because uh, I want to make sure, you know, everything's finalized before I put it out. But Crown Me is for sure coming out this spring, as long as uh, hopefully everything goes, you know, as planned and we get everything back and cover all the files. Um, and then we'll have a couple more albums coming after that. So I'm really just doing that and then cutting demos. Like I'm I'm really getting trying to shift into the, the writing game a lot, like submit writing for other people. So I'm in LA right now, just working with nine three at the crib. Um gonna be like plenty studio sessions. So we're just gonna uh, keep, keep cutting demos, and like submitting, right? We're trying to get something that catch it, you know, whether it be for myself or, or we get something on somebody's album. So we're just kinda hitting every angle, every angle possible.
0: That's exciting, dude. I'm very much ex very much looking forward to hearing all of it. Um you know, I, I really admire, like, the place you're in, like, creatively and instinctively. on like, just what is, what's been inspiring you in your lyrics uh, as of late. And, uh, yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to everything you have in the chamber, dude. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, thanks for uh, joining me today. Uh, I'm glad we could finally do this.
1: Bro, I, I'm, I'm really glad we were able to, to hop online. Thank you for
0: having me. Uh,
1: you know, thank you for doing this interview. Shout out to Mr. Nice Guy with the podcast. Uh, if you're a new up-and-coming artist in Milwaukee, make sure you hit up my guy, Matt Slowey. Uh, pop on if you got any music. I'm sure he'd be willing to have you submit. Maybe get to a write-up on ranking to So make sure you hit this guy up. He's, uh, he's definitely uh, putting in the, the ground and the legwork for local artists. So make sure you hit on my
0: boy. Well, bro, on our way out, um, I ask everyone the same two questions. Um... Oh boy! First is uh, Lucian. What keeps you up at night?
1: Oh Jesus! Uh, what keeps me up at night? White supremacy, hundred percent.
0: Uh, co-signed. I I agree. Um,
1: For sure. A lot about that kind of like vibe of shit right now. So yeah, totally.
0: What puts you to sleep?
1: What Puts me to sleep. Besides the besides the the. Raw papers filled with, with gas, uh, we'll put some sleep at night. Um, comfortability, like just um, knowing that like all of my people are safe in the crib, like safe at home, safe in the crib, are fed, have eaten, like that kind of stuff. Make sure my family's straight, you know, tough tap, tapping in, make sure my dad's good, my mom's good. You know, I just talked to my sister the other day, my nephews are straight, like driving, growing. Um, so knowing like that kind of stuff, that lets me sleep for sure. Sure.
0: I appreciate you, man. I, um, yeah, dude, uh, mad love and respect to you. And um, yeah, for everyone watching, uh, be sure to check out Studio 21X. Uh, look into it if uh, you're looking to get some uh, uh, content working on in the, in the times to come. And uh, be sure to stream Lucian Parker's new music, uh, State of Mind, um, Hypnotized, Game of Wolves, um, all that good stuff. And we'll, we'll be watching what he does next. Thank you, watch- Thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy.